Welcome back to the Der Show. I'm broadcasting again from Israel tonight from Tel Aviv, although I spent most of the day today in Jerusalem. I met with the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, uh, an old friend and his, his wife. Um, we had a, a really good, good conversation. Um, I was on um, a major TV show talking about the Supreme Court of Israel and efforts by the Netanyahu new government to cut back on the power of the Supreme Court by giving the Knesset, the parliament, the right to overrule Supreme Court decisions by a, a simple majority vote. And I compared it to what's going on in the United States, where the left is now trying to limit the Supreme Court because they don't like right-wing decisions in Israel. It's the right is trying to limit the Supreme Court because they don't like left-wing decisions. Nobody likes decisions they uh, disagree with, but the Supreme Court's a very, very important institution. I also spoke to uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu again today. It's been a busy, busy day, and uh, it's been a busy visit to Israel. Um, but I want to speak uh, the rest of the time today about the United States. Uh, the topic for the show is uh, basically is, is, is Donald Trump uh, finished? I, I, I could have had the same uh, topic um, in 2016 when he made his ill-advised comments about women and, and quote, pussy, uh, when he um, made comments, uh, derogatory comments about uh, a physically handicapped reporter and when he made uh, absurd comments about um, uh, Senator McCain saying he prefers people who aren't captured to people who are captured, but he survived all of that. He became the president. He became the president because of the very constitution that he's now um, uh, wanting to um, apparently suspend. Um, he didn't win the popular vote. Uh, that's what democracy is about, popular votes. He won the electoral vote. So he became president only because of the constitution. And you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't become president because of the constitution take an oath to support and defend the Constitution, and then say, well, but if it doesn't come out my way, maybe the Constitution should be ignored. No, I, I don't think that's the uh, approach that the American people will, uh, will support. And many Republicans have, have come out against his uh, at least apparent attack on the United States Constitution. So, is there anything that's different now? Uh, why is this the end of, of Trump? Remember, is this the end of Rico from the famous gangster uh, movie? Is this the end of Trump? Uh, a few things have happened in the past couple of weeks that really have hurt uh, President Trump's chance of getting um, uh, elected again in 2024. Last night, Herschel Walker, his hand-picked candidate, totally unqualified to be in the United States Senate, uh, was defeated. It was a, a close election by uh, the, the current sitting uh, a, a senator, uh, but it followed on the heels of a bad electoral season uh, early in, in, in November. Uh, usually uh, the party that's out of power after a president election uh, does much, much better. The Democrats maintain control of the Senate even before the Warnick victory. And uh, even though the Republicans have taken over the House and there's a new House, um, uh, you know, minority leader. Um, even though that is that happened, it was uh, much closer than was expected, and so a lot of Republican leaders are looking at Trump and wondering whether he's a, a benefit or a burden on uh, candidates in the future. And of course, politicians only care about one thing: getting reelected. So, if he's going to hurt them in their reelection chances, um, this will um, hurt his chances of getting the nomination. 
And then, of course, there was the infamous um, lunch uh, or dinner uh, with Yi, that overt anti-Semite who called for DEFCOM 3 to the Jewish people, along with a guy named Fuentes, who was an overt Holocaust denier and anti-Semite. President Trump said, I didn't know about Fuentes, and I believe him. But he did know about Yi, and uh, he wanted to reward Yi because Yi said some nice things about him to Tucker Carlson. And um, but, but you don't reward uh, and legitimate uh, a bigot like Yi just because he said nice things uh, uh, about you. So I think that hurt him among uh, Jewish voters and other uh, voters who just don't like bigotry and anti-Semitism. And finally, there was his very ill-advised statement about the Constitution, saying that there was so much corruption in the election that maybe uh, the Constitution and the rules of the Constitution are not um, applicable. Um, he was attacked by many Republicans for that as well. So the question is, he's announced that he was going to run again for uh, president. I think it's a mistake. Look, I think it was a mistake for him to run for re-election. I've said, I said it publicly. I thought after his first term, he should have announced, look, I've done more in four years than any other president in history. I'm the greatest, greatest, greatest. I, all I needed was four years to accomplish my agenda. I'm going to leave it to others to take take my agenda forward and, and um he could retire from from public life. He didn't do that because he think he thought he was going to win, and he didn't win. And he didn't win. Let's be clear about that. He did not win. He did not win the popular vote. He did not win the electoral vote. Yes, there were problems in Pennsylvania, and uh, maybe small problems in some other states. But uh, even if you take into account all the uh, proved proved problems. Um, he doesn't get to win the election. There's no do-over. And so uh, Joe Biden is the, um, uh, the president of the United States, and, uh, and appropriately, appropriately so. Well, that's the past. Now let's talk about the future. The future is, it's now 2022. Um, that's essentially the beginning of the next presidential season. Um, It'll be 2023, and before we know it, it'll be 2024, and there will um, be uh, primaries. Now, we don't know if anybody's going to run against um, Donald Trump. I would say a few months ago, the likelihood of uh, a contender, a really serious contender running against uh, former President Trump would have been um, uphill. But in light of these four developments, you know, the Herschel Walker defeat, the election, lack of success, uh, constitution debacle, and uh, the E issue, uh, I strongly suspect there may be some primary um, uh, contention. Um, the obvious candidates are DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley and, and Mike Pompeo. All three of them would be very strong candidates, particularly against uh, an 80-something-year-old uh, um uh, Joe Biden, remember all three of these candidates are, are youngish, uh, DeSantis quite young, and the other two much younger than, um, than, than President Biden. So they would be formidable candidates. I do not believe that Donald Trump can beat Biden. Um, I don't think Donald Trump could win and be elected president again in light of all these considerations, but he could get the, prime, he could get the nomination. I mean, he is the uh, the leader of the Republican Party, the best known of the candidates. He comes to every primary with an advantage. And remember from primaries, 
you don't have to have a majority vote uh, of the United States. You need a majority vote in your party. And he may very well get that. I mean, I, I think probably 30% of Americans um, uh, are very, very strong supporters of Donald Trump. And if 30% of Americans, uh, that means a majority uh, in the Republican Party. And so it's very likely that he could become the Republican nominee. I think if he does, he will probably lose. Uh, again, there are so many variables. Um, Joe Biden's health, um, the economy, uh, you know, that famous statement during the Clinton election is the economy stupid, uh, is um, still uh, a dominant factor in politics. And, you know, Goldman Sachs and others are predicting a recession um, in the next year. Uh, will it last two years? Uh, if it does, it will hurt the, the Democrats, the party in power during a recession, uh, generally uh, loses or during a major inflation. Remember Jimmy Carter when inflation was uh, in the teens and uh, he lost pretty overwhelmingly to a very strong candidate, obviously, Ronald Reagan, even though he won the primary against my candidate, Ted Kennedy, who I supported. Um, and so it, it's impossible to to uh, predict the outcome. I, I can just tell you that um, the President Trump has been hurt. Uh, he is not the same President Trump that won in 2016, and he is not even the same President Trump that lost in 2020. He's a weakened and wounded uh, president. Now, he could become strengthened if the Democratic Party go after him too strongly. Um, I, I mentioned I left out one factor, which may hurt him as well. The decision by a jury yesterday uh, ruling that his company, not him, but the company, uh, was guilty of uh, some kind of corruption and will be subject to a fine. That certainly didn't help him either. Um, uh, what's going to help him is if um, the uh, attorney general of New York or the district attorney of New York or the Justice Department were to indict him uh, without having a smoking gun, without having passed what I regard as the two criteria for indicting a potential nominee for president who's running against the current president. And the two criteria, as I've said before in the show, are uh, the Nixon and the Clinton criteria. The Nixon criteria is Nixon would never have been forced out of office simply by Democrats. Uh, you have to have bipartisan support to do that. And Republicans are the ones who came to him and said, unless you resign, we're going to impeach you, convict you, and probably prosecute you. And so he felt no choice but to leave office. So that's the Nixon criteria. That hasn't been satisfied up to now, although there's been a lot of criticism from within the Republican Party, some of it silent grumbling, some of it public complaints. The other criteria is the Hillary Clinton criteria. That is, in order to indict a potential presidential candidate or an actual presidential candidate, um, you have to have very substantial evidence. And they didn't indict um, Hillary Clinton, even though the uh, head of the FBI talked about her in, in quite negative ways, which may have impacted on the election. And she may have lost the election, at least in part because of Comey's statements, but she wasn't indicted. And, and, and people are going to ask the question, well, if, if she wasn't indicted, could he be indicted for comparable conduct? Well, that relates mostly to the classified material and to the possession of um, government papers 
in uh, Mar-a-Lago, it really doesn't apply to uh, January 6th, and it doesn't certainly apply to any uh, alleged corruption in his business uh, dealings. But um, an indictment uh, which is weak or an indictment that results in an acquittal could backfire on the Democrats and could help restore his strength and power, um, uh, not only among his uh, diehard followers, but among moderate Americans who don't like uh, uh, the weaponization of the criminal justice system, the targeting of people, which clearly is being is being done today. So we'll wait and see. Um, unclear, uncertain uh, whether or not this is um, going to be uh, the end of Donald Trump. We've, we've seen the end of Donald Trump many, many times, and we've seen uh, his resurrection and um, and sometimes his success and sometimes his failure. One thing you have to say about Donald Trump, he's never boring. Um, he uh, keeps the, the TV stations going. He keeps the media going. He's always at the center of the storm. Uh, often he creates the storm. And, uh, you know, he has his followers and his followers are are very dedicated. And, and the question always in an election is not his followers or his detractors. They constitute usually, even together, a minority. Um, what's really uh, necessary for electoral victory in the United States is to capture the middle. We're a moderate country. We're a centrist country. We've always rejected the extremes of the hard left and the hard right. We didn't fall prey to what happened in Europe and what's happened in uh, other countries uh, where extremists take over. There are many extremists today. And there are those who consider Donald Trump an extremist, although his personal views tend, I think, not to be as extreme as some of the political views he's expressed. But um, um, it's, it's just unclear. Nobody can predict whether this is the end of Donald Trump. I can say with high level of certainty that if the election were held today, he would not win. Um, he would not be Joe Biden. Um, if Joe Biden doesn't run, we're not at all certain about who the candidate would be. The Democrats don't have any front runner. They don't have any obvious candidate. But just remember back to 1992 when this kid from Arkansas uh, emerged out of nowhere. Nobody knew who he was. I had actually heard him speak at a Yale Law School reunion. I turned to my wife and I said, this guy has no political future. He's a terrible speaker. He's going on and on and on, droning on about, about Arkansas's uh, agricultural successes. He virtually had to be yanked off the stage by the dean of the Yale Law School. And of course, he then emerged as one of the most successful politicians in American history and one of the best and most articulate speakers. Of course, I'm talking about Bill Clinton. So we didn't know who he was back in 92. We didn't know who Jimmy Carter was. Um, and so the Democrats do have ways of, of pulling rabbits out of the hat and, and producing successful uh, candidates, um, um, even when it, it's not clear uh, right now who that candidate might be if Joe Biden doesn't run. I think Joe Biden will run if his health uh, permits it. I've known Joe Biden for half a century. I haven't seen the kinds of changes that some people say they see. Um, um, he seems to me to be um, about the same as he was 50 years ago with appropriate age adjustments that you expect out of anybody, including me. I'm older than Joe uh, Biden. And of course, we all slow down a little bit when we hit our 80s. And so um, 
I think uh, if the election were held today, Biden would win by an even more substantial majority fair and square uh, than he did in 2020. Okay, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give an answer to the question: Is this the end of Trump? Probably the answer is no. Is it the weakening of Trump? Probably the answer is yes, and much depends on how the Democrats uh, deal with this. So let's turn to some questions. Again, the questions are quite remarkable. I get questions from two groups of people. I get them from uh, the Rumble crowd, and I get them from the YouTube crowd. And it's as if the two crowds watch different uh, TV uh, shows or, or read different newspapers or heard a different podcast. Uh, so, so here's some of my letters, and there's just just a bunch of them, a whole bunch of them that do the same thing. Trump did not call for the termination of the constitutional rules for the 2020 election. Really? Trump did not call for the termination of the rules. I read every word he put out and have for four years. He never said that. Where did you get that, Dersh? Uh, APU or Reuters or Schiff's office? Come on, man. All right. <laughs> Let me read you his words so we have no doubt about it. Here are his exact words with no ellipses. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. So yes, he did say that. He did call for the termination of constitutional rules in light of the fact that there was, in his view, fraud. Next letter from Jenna Carr. Oh my God, people, he did not say that at all, capitalized at all. Uh, you read at a third grade level, obviously, all right? Let's read it again. A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Yeah, I would agree with you. A third level grade reader would understand that to mean exactly the way I understand it, the way Mitch McConnell understands it, the way former Vice President Pence understands it, the way the vast majority of Americans, Republicans or Democrats, understand it. You can't escape the language, these languages. And the, by the way, they're not paraphrased by UPI or anybody else. They're his words in a social media message. His very words quoted exactly. All right, next one from AWARE. You are an F-U-C-K-I-N-G liar, Dersh. President Trump already came out and reiterated what he actually said. Well, we know what he actually said. But go ahead and keep running with the fake news narratives that continue to divide this country with constant lies and deception. Dersh likes propaganda. Get it. No, it's not propaganda. Um, it, it, it's exactly what he said. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, I find your discussion a bit evasive. I claim Trump is not advocating a permanent termination of the Constitution. Your literal reading of his language is a distortion of its meaning. Well, what does it mean? What does it mean when you say what he said? How else can you interpret that language? Allows for the termination. Termination. You know what that means? Yeah. You could be in the third grade. Termination means the end. To terminate means to end. The termination of all rules, not some rules, all rules, regulations, and articles, 
even those found in the Constitution. And articles obviously refers to the Constitution, because the Constitution lists articles, Article 1, Article 2. Article 2 is you know, obviously about the presidency, Article 1 about Congress, and, and, and about the Electoral College. And, and he is saying that those rules are allowed to be terminated if a presidential candidate believes that there's massive fraud. I, I don't get how else you can interpret that constitutional statement. Uh, that statement, the statement is about the Constitution. And, 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 the, and Trump is just 